Hope you all had an absolutely beautiful weekend. Another wonderful day here. A little bit chilly. Absolutely blue skies. Not a chemtrail in the sky. Like I always say, it's the little things at this point 
This is Kilt to Christian, episode 548. We are going to be finishing or getting back into the conversation that we started last Monday with Natural Remedies. So this is part two, and we may end up doing a part three of this as well because I've got some more people that could possibly be interested in coming on, talking about what they know they're actually in um, the health industry. So it's going to be great. The conversation we're going to have tonight is great as well. We're not going to be going over any news tonight, but I am going to start off the show once we um, get done with the intro, talking about some uh, weird dreams that I've had and some other. Um, dreams that I've come across recently that just line up in the most weird, incredible way. So we'll get to that in just a moment. Once again, Kilt the Christian, episode 548, Natural Remedies, part two. Let's get to it. We are many nations around the world, comprised of many cultures, but we stand together in a battle between good and evil. We're the seekers of wisdom, the bringers of truth, the hands of heaven, and the voices of reason. As the world tries to divide us by our differences, we only grow stronger as we are bound together as the children of God. All right, guys. So uh, first, we'll go ahead and say hello to everybody, and then we'll get into a little bit of a dream talk. So uh, first, who popped in here tonight? First, I believe that was Dew Sprinklers. Brother, how are you doing tonight? You're muted. <laughs> there I'm doing well, brother. Well, it's great to I'm see you. I'm a little you. tired, but I'm doing pretty good. <laughs> I think we're, we're, everyone I'm talking to today is just a little bit tired. Um. You know, yeah. uh, it, but like I, I said, we, we, we need to get rested up now because we got a big battle ahead of us, man, a, a big battle and the world is getting weirder and weirder. We'll get back to a little bit of that news tomorrow. Um, but cause tonight we're going to talk about natural remedies, which is kind of important. And, you know, everybody really loved the, uh, the first, um, version that we did of this last Monday. So it's going to be great to kind of wrap this conversation up. So I'm blessed to have you with me, brother. Blessed to be here, brother. And then I'm have, always blessed to be here, man. Love you, man. Oh, yeah. We'll get in a good conversation. John, how are you doing today, brother? I am doing good. Tired as always, as everyone else. I know everybody is. But uh, super excited to be done with all my admin stuff and just focus on uh, getting practice plans and game plans together finally. Awesome. Yeah, but at least the headache's gone. Now the body ache comes, right? Yeah, actually, yes. John, I can barely through today because yeah, I was pissed. Today. I'm going to call you daily and just remind you how old you are so that you don't like do stupid <laughs> things like I do and forget every day how old I am. And then my body hates me. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah. That, that's, that'll be a nice reminder. We're, we're, we are always <laughs> watching out for one another. I could use that reminder on occasion too. Um, but then we got the young in here, man, who could probably outrun and outdo anything of anybody here. Truth Patriot. Brother, how are you doing today? I bet I'm you're not good. tired. How are you? I'm doing good, man. I just got off an eight-hour shift, so I'm I'm wired for sound until about three, four in the morning anyway. That's how it goes, man. I know that's how it is. It's like I I hit a brick wall right when I get home, and then all of a sudden, like the energy just comes back, and there's just no going to sleep before a certain time. So I understand, but glad to have you with us, man. We're gonna have a great continuation of this conversation. But uh, first, I want to go ahead and talk about um some weird dreams that I've had literally over the last month, and some of them been kind of repetitive in a way but the last couple of nights have had some really weird dreams and then um as normal um it's weird the stuff that you come across and and, you know the question is is do you notice these things that you're coming across because you're already aware of it or is god putting this stuff into your life you know what i'm saying like um just like with dreams you ask yourself that i see something during the day that may have made me dream what i dreamt so um i've had uh some dreams over the last like couple of months and the number three keeps coming up as in three days. Okay. Now um, I know it's important in the dream. Um, 
but I haven't really come across what that three days significance means other than a dream that I had last night where um, I ran into my house and stayed in my house for three days and it, and the sun didn't come out for three days. Okay. So it was kind of a weird dream. And then I'm uh, running away and this dream, it, it reminded me a lot of Sodom and Gomorrah, you know, with lot. And I'm literally like running straight. We're getting away from carnage, you know, kind of, you know, another verse, you know, talk about, you won't have time to run back for your cloak. Um, so it kind of lined up with that. I'm running forward and I can see people out of my peripherals turning around and I'm like, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. And, and people, and all of a sudden they're no longer with me. So I'm assuming that they turned assault or something. I don't know, but I just kept my head forward and kept on running. And like I said, so, but it started off, um, on going outside and there was this like big light that literally, um, wasn't just in front of me, but everyone in the entire world was seeing it at the same time. And everyone was talking about it and people were being flocked to that light, like a, like a fly or like a, like a fly to fire, a fly to a flame, you know what I'm saying? Just like, or a moth to a flame, just right into it. Um, and then at that point, there was a voice that says, get in your house and don't come out. And that was what I was saying is I was in my house for like three days and the sun didn't come back up. So once that light disappeared, um, it was like complete darkness for three days. So that was a dream that I had. And once again, I'm not a prophet. I'm going to stress that a hundred times, not a prophet. I just will share my, my dreams with you. So the reason I'm bringing this one up is because I came across two videos today and these, these, um, videos were going over dreams that they've had over the last like week or so. And they were so similar to the dream that I had. They literally all talked about three days of darkness. They specifically said three days of darkness in both of these other videos that I saw and said the same thing is that there was this big light that was, it was an abnormal light. It was something that stood out to everybody to where you couldn't help, but go, that's not normal. But everyone around the world was seeing it. So the same thing, except in, in one of these dreams, she said, and then I pictured a clock striking at 12. And then I saw Cinderella running down the stairs and she dropped her slipper, but knew that she didn't have time to go back for it. Didn't look back and kept on going forward. So that was very similar to what I had had about the very, the lot like dream, you know, where I'm running away from something and, and was like, I knew not to look back. So that's the why I'm talking about those dreams. Cause I literally came across two videos today and it was like, man, you guys, did, we must've been connected. You guys are literally almost saying the same thing that I had just with a different analogy. Like I said, mine reminded me of lot and hers was Cinderella, not going back for the slipper kind of thing. So interesting stuff. Um, and then, um, yeah, so, so, um, uh, hope says in the month of April. Okay. So I'm glad you brought that up because, um, both of those, uh, videos that I saw that I came across today, they both mentioned Easter as a time to keep your eyes open for. And Easter this year is on March 31st, the day before April, which would be God's calendar, the new year. Um, and then eight days after that is the eclipse. And then one day after the eclipse is this holiday called let me look this up because i am not muslim what date is the eclipse the eclipse is on august or is on april 8th yeah the eclipse is on april 8th and then the on on april 9th is this holiday called eid al-fitr which is a muslim holiday 
that basically represents um, quitting a fast or something like that. It's a weird lineup. Um, I can't hear you. You're, you're muted out, dude. It's the same day as Rosh Kadesh. Oh, really? Interesting. Yeah. So, like I said, yeah. I, I am by no means, um, I am not a prophet. I'm just, the only reason I even brought this dream up is because when I saw these other two people, literally, it was so crazy how close they were. Not to mention what I had told you um, on Saturday night, if you guys didn't watch that show, about um, the videos that I came across about anointing your home and the importance of it. Because they all said that we're in an urgent time where evil is going to be unleashed. It was kind of the same different type of dream but the same kind of scenario is that like you know i don't know but nonetheless like i i've talked to a couple of people today and they're all kind of saying the same thing and i ask you guys the same thing i'll, I'll ask you guys here since you're on, on live is how is your gut ringing like is your soul telling you something's coming up because every day i feel a little bit more of an urgency and it's not a fear that was the one thing i said to, to ron johnston earlier it's not fear it's excitement. I know we shouldn't be excited about this, but I think we're just so over all the craziness in the world that we're just like impatient. Like, all right, let's get this going. Yeah, it's kind of anticipation for me. Like yeah. I'm anticipating something like, and it is almost like an excitement, but at the same time, kind of like, a, um, not, I don't want to say dread because, you know, I don't want the, I don't, I don't want the earth to end. I don't want life to end for us, but you know, in the end, where we're going is better better than here anyway but it just i don't know that's just kind of where i'm at anticipation is something heavy yeah yeah i think um, yeah i'm there too okay how about you john what are you feeling brother kind of <sighs> it comes and it goes for me because i've been feeling that since it's like been a while 2003 yeah so I mean, see it, it's a yeah. long time um but i do think as we get closer to the inevitable poles shifting we're all going to feel that a little more yeah it's just yeah it's like because you know because like i said we're connected we have that relation with god jesus is in our heart you know so we're probably getting those feelings and like i said that sense of urgency because like you said it, it's been like that for years definitely within the last six years definitely within the last like year but now it's like you know it's like oh man i just i, I literally feel like it's gonna be any week or any month now you know kind of thing and and i'm still convinced man that this is gonna be the year where we see things that we've never seen before whether it be deception deceptive illusions or actual like angels and demons yeah i've been feeling like i think ever since 9 11 something like that kind of clued me in like yeah buildings don't just fall down like that and so a lot of people i had a hard time with having that discussion with and then i realized that yeah nobody wants to believe things that are so terrible you know like when you tell people that the planes are spraying chemicals they don't want to believe you either no because that's a horrible thing to to acknowledge that that's true so they they would rather just say no i think you're crazy and there's not if that would be on the news if it was true kind of thing and well see that's the problem like, i've always been the guy that's like no it ain't gonna be on the news dude you that's know? the hardest you think they're telling you what happened to 9 11 on the news now nah. and they would go well they blew the the planes you know they crashed it and i'm like really the planes just made 
buildings fall straight down into their footprint. Really, no, you're gonna yeah, into a controlled things. demolition like that, right? Okay. Yeah, I'm like, dude, you gotta be kidding me. Go watch those videos again and listen to some of those people that were reacting to it and then talk to me. It was like nobody really hears it, you know, like that's, they don't get it. Or, that's because well, it's all happening, you know, it's hard to take it all in. I, I admit, I didn't even take it all in. I even wrote a song about it, man, and thinking, and I put George Bush's uh speech in the song and everything because I was like just overcome by the whole event, you know what I mean. And it happened in a couple of days after 9-11. I was just uh, emotionally a wreck from it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I was like trying to make sense of it. But in a few days, I was looking at these videos going, there's no way. You know, like, and even when it was happening, I was going, I don't believe what I'm seeing. You know? Well, now, you know, the sad thing, too, is like any false flag that comes here in the future. I mean, as crazy as it sounds, it's going to be, it's going to have to be bigger than 9-11. And I know 9-11 was huge for us. But we also grew up in a generation where we still have compassion and love for people in general. Like the generations today don't have that. You know what I'm saying? So an event like 9-11 wouldn't affect them the way that it affected us. So the, yeah. any kind of future Fox flag event where they're trying to get people behind something is going to have to be something that affects them directly, like their pocketbook or, or something like that. Um, you know, Or like an alien invasion through Project well, Bluebeam. Or like Something an alien like invasion. That. They can physically see in the sky and they're like, oh my God. You know what I mean? Exactly. That, or 10 that foot kind of beings, you know, like 10 foot creatures coming at you. Yeah. Well, who knows? Something like that because. Locust uh, Army, maybe. I don't know. The <laughs> amount of division that they've created and the um, secularization that they've created with people. When they create a certain false flag, it's to the point now where it's only affecting one group or another group. Yeah. Instead of affecting everyone as a whole, um, 9 11 affected all of us as a whole. Yes. And I don't think they're going to have that. No, because you're right. It, like you're saying, we're too uh, divided. So they either have to have like two fault flags that targeted for each side of that division or something that affects everyone, like a pocketbook, like he said, alien invasion. It could be any of that. So, you know, earlier. And I do think that's an unexpected side effect of the division they intentionally created. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Like, you know, they, they can't, they can get what they want, but they can't have it all. And that's part of it is it, it doesn't work a hundred percent smooth. So they do have to compensate for casually <laughs> or whatever you want to call it. Um, casually of their war. Um, you know, but right before the show, you, you mentioned something, you showed me a, a video, um, of China. You want to, you want to talk about that real quick? Yeah, let me see if it's still up. That still was just, that was just crazy. I've never heard. I've never seen anything remotely like this ever. It was uh, Xinjiang, China, and the temperature dropped suddenly to negative sixty-two degrees or negative fifty-two degrees Celsius. And it was it was like what five hundred, six hundred birds that froze where they were. Froze where they were. Like literally, like there instantly. Are, yeah, there's like hundreds of birds frozen. that are just literally frozen solid in the water and on the ground. Whoa. So it like came some kind in of weird flash freeze dude, moment. Exactly, man, it like, came in so fast. And birds, birds are good about knowing when cold fronts are coming in. They, that's what they do, you know. So right. for them to be frozen solid, this must have been. I, you know, I'm gonna have to go with Heaven Matt. Heaven Matt. Here it is. Yeah, Ge here's Geo Storm. Is that Matt or is that yeah, uh, Hev? <laughs> Matt changed yeah. his name up Here's, every day. I was <laughs> Heaven, Matt. This is part of the issue. Right that, on. And this is part of the reason I think why we found mammoths with 
food frozen in their mouths that they were chewing or in the middle of giving birth. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It sounds like the mammoths. When the poles shift, it opens up. Um, it basically opens up the sky and lets the cold space air come down. Man. <laughs> I mean, it's super cold at the top of Mount Everest. Yeah, welcome to 2024. That's right. Welcome to 2024. And I don't know if it's, you You know, um, I talked to Little Red earlier. And uh, Little Red was talking about um, just basically like all this stuff that's going on, all the things we're paying attention to. The We, we just had a, a brilliant conversation about basic you know all the things that we're going to be walking into here in the future and um you know she she reminded me you know it's the point is it it's a fear not you know not to have any fear about all this stuff you know it's good to do a little bit of research but don't overdo it once again it goes back to my walking in front of god rather than walking with them kind of thing um you know but it's so hard not to when we're watching like every day every week something's going on like today i don't know if you guys heard but uh it, um, I can't remember what group it was particular, but a group that was related to Iran destroyed a British ship, like took it down and attacked a couple of American ships as well. Um, Iran, Israel uh, targeted Iran or uh, Lebanon today, so we're 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 uh, pushing up for further and further with the world war escalation, but also like right here on our own land because another like twelve hundred Chinese people came in today to the border in California. So that was today what you were talking about yeah yeah, yeah all, I didn't hear all of that news yeah. today all of that was today um <laughs> yeah i didn't hear all this stuff today because i i've been in a hole all day <laughs> oh yeah yeah that, that all took place today and like i said we'll, we'll get back into the news tomorrow um like i said i'm guaranteed it'll be here and there'll probably be some more crazy stuff going on but uh right now let's take this time and we'll uh talk get back into the topic that we had on monday evening or last Monday evening, which is about natural remedies for cancers and stuff like that. Um, so we're seeing we're seeing more and more people, um, especially since the vaccine rolled out, getting cancers. And it turns out that it was actually more to it. Um, it was actually more to it than than the uh, shots giving people cancers. So I came across this, and I'm going to play this this video. This video is like eight minutes long, so bear with me. But this right here is a lady that works in the health um, industry, and uh, she also does investigative work. So she's not just like a, a nurse. I mean, this, this woman's been in the business for like generations, <clears throat> and she's talking about the actual um, the testing for COVID, not the shots, but the tests themselves. Listen to this. Current claimed pandemic. Facebook took down my previous video just happened to disappear so I'm bringing you another one. I'm also going to transfer this video to my website purplelionproject.com as soon as I'm done so that it's not disappeared again. So the swabs that are used for testing, I have two of them here made by different manufacturers. The first one is made by Ninbo HLS Medical Pro Products and it's made in China. On it, it says sterile slash EO. Yep, e, yeah, the EO. Keep that in mind, because I'm going to give additional information what the EO stands for. Here's the other one. This one is made by Miraclean Technology, and this is also made in China. China. It also says sterile slash 
CEO. And Matt, they're and have they're about to explain this right here. What what what's actually so? These are two different swabs that are used deep into the nasal cavity, halfway up to your skull, uh, to test for the current pandemic. Don't want to say the name of it because I don't want to get banned again from Facebook. So what is EO? EO stands for ethylene oxide. So these swabs are saturated with, coated with EO, ethylene oxide. So what is ethylene oxide? Per the United States Environmental Protection Agency, The EPA classified ethylene oxide as a human carcinogen in December 2016. The EPA, as well as the International Agency for Research on Cancer and the National Toxicology Program, classifies ethylene oxide as a carcinogen to humans. Evidence in humans indicates that exposure to ethylene oxide by inhalation increases the risk of lymphoma cancers, myelomas, and leukemias, and for females, breast cancer. Ethylene oxide is mutagenic, which means it can change the DNA in your cells. Children may be more susceptible to the harmful effects of mutagenic substances. All right, so I'm going to stop it there. Um, <clears throat> so she basically is saying that this these things are um, are poisons. They're, they're the reason that people are getting the lymphotic cancers. Um and she's talking about how it's especially susceptible to children to having to deal with this right here. Um, now, we have watched uh, an uptick of this particular types of cancers within people, brain cancer, just all kinds of stuff. And we just assumed that all of it came from the actual vaccination, but it looks like it came from the actual swab testing that they were given as well. Um, sticking it up like halfway to your brain, as she says, um, breaking through that little uh, mucous membrane barrier that's like right th- above your nose and between your brain and the skull or whatever. But um, we've also seen a major uptick of children getting cancers. And we never, this is one of those things that you heard of on occasion, you know what I'm saying? But not like as much as we're hearing about it right now. And I'm hearing stories of children dying from cancers, getting cancers and, and stuff like that. Well, we don't have the treatment for this, blah, 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 blah. Um, but there are treatments out there. You're just not going to get at a hospital because hospitals don't make money off of cures. They make money off of treatments and keeping you acting like you're feeling better but not actually getting to the root cause that way you are still buying their medicines and visiting the doctor and giving them money um so this is some scary stuff like i said because i mean all of us here for the most part we're like i refuse to take any vaccinations but a lot of us that towards the beginning i went out and got the um the schwab test like i never got a uh, i never got a schwab test my mother did though however so what do you guys know about this? Um, John, you obviously do because you were ahead of this lady. <laughs> we're talking about what's in those swabs. But, uh, you know, w- what do you guys know and think about this before we get into actual talking about um, natural remedies? Well, I mean, I see intent in it because ethylene oxide sterilization is no better than uh, autoclaving. Yeah. No, especially when you're talking about a cotton swab. There's no reason you can't autoclave it. Yeah. And sterilize it with pressure and heat. Mm-hmm. Just like we sterilize surgical tools and everything else. Yeah. There it is. It's absolutely pointless. It's the reason I find intent behind it is because it costs more money to sterilize stuff with eth- ethylene oxide than it does to autoclave it. 
Yeah, and well, I mean, let's face it, man. Like on a daily basis, you've got more poisons and germs flying up your nose. You know, what's a little bit of a germ on the end of a swab? You know what I'm saying? Like at that point, even if they don't autoclave, but you're right, they don't need to put this stuff. They're doing this on purpose for the reason of sterilization, cancers, eliminating people. Um, Matt and Head said it earlier that they're basically, they're going to kill us and replace us with these immigrants that are coming in here. And I'm sure that's, a, that's probably part of it. Right. I mean, I've never been tested. None of my family's been tested. It will, it will never happen. Yeah. I'm never going to do it. Never have, never will. Nobody in my family has been tested or swabbed or any of that crap. And I always felt bad about the test from the beginning. Uh, tests been flawed from the beginning and nobody wanted to hear that either. And yeah, the, the tests were originally created to pick up DNA. It had nothing to do with picking up yeah. any, any kind of pathogens whatsoever. No, yeah. it, it, there was people yeah. talking about it from the very beginning, man. And that gave me red flags. And yeah. I knew that, that wasn't going to happen. You know, none of that. No test, no, no jam. Yeah. I've, I've been an anti-vaxxer my entire life because of my little brother. Um, he got an experimental vaccine before he was six months old. The doctors talked him into it and he ended up with viral encephalitis and he's permanently handicapped for the rest of his life. Yeah. So he, I've been anti-vax the whole, the whole way. Yeah. I, uh, I stopped taking vaccinations, um, probably, uh, 14 years ago. I just, cause what happened is, um, when I was working for the stars and the spurs, you know, you're, you're around, uh, it's an arena, you know what I'm saying? So you're any event that you work at, you're you got like 35 plus thousand people sitting in that arena, you know? So I would get my flu shots, but I noticed that the two times that I got the flu shot, I got the flu like super, super bad. So I'm like, well, after that, I'm like, well, what's the point of taking a damn flu shot? I, I, it always gives me the yeah. flu, you know? So at Same that point, thing with me. yeah, so I just, I completely stopped taking them. Um, you know, I, I am going to be going to the doctor here, um, soon. I'm, I have to, this is something that's out of my hand, sadly. And I'll, I'll talk about it here, um, in about a week or so it kind of oddly enough falls in with the conversation that we're having today, but I'm just going to leave that there. Um, uh, but anyways, uh, I, I just don't want to go to any doctors, man. And it's hard, man. Having to look around and find somebody that you can maybe kind of trust a little bit. Um, yeah. Yeah. So once again, that's my problem. Too. Why I'm thankful as well that you know we're we're discussing this topic. You know what I'm saying because this gives other people the option to try things without having to go to a doctor. Um, chlorine dioxide, I believe, is one of them um, that I was kind of recommended to by multiple people. So um, you know, there, there's a lot of things out there that are worth trying. That um, and see, that's the you know, uh, Heaven Matt brings up the what if we need surgery thing, and that's that is my biggest fear. And I'm not going to lie to you. Um, like 20 years ago, I would have been like, I broke my foot. Take me to the hospital today. I'm like, is there any way I can fix this myself? There's a, there's a big difference between pharmaceutical medicine and trauma medicine though. Yeah. And, and I will say most of our trauma surgeons are the best in the world. They really are. Except for oh, when it agreed. comes to thumbs, tendons, which you can see they failed at miserably. Oh yeah. <laughs> so um yeah. so matt yeah unless i got a broken leg and need surgery i don't think i'll be going to the doctor for anything <laughs> i think that i can treat myself yeah that's exactly kind of where i'm at well, yeah. well i have i have crohn's disease so i have to have regular colonoscopies like every three years yeah. like because they have to look you look at stuff oh yeah but right. other than that i'm just kidding yeah <laughs> And if I had something I like that, I, I could agree. I, I could Tell totally. Yeah, I know. What are my options? I'm going to drink the Thank you. 
<laughs> so, um, Matt, um, heaven, Matt, I'm going to hold you to that. Um, if things get bad and I break a foot, um, I'm calling you. I got the saw. Matter of fact, I got an electric one with a battery. So just come on over here. You can dewalt that leg right off. Um, or, or, tight tourniquet. or if we have a lightsaber, that would be even better because then it's just like a one deal cut. Yeah, solderize the wound. All yeah. done. Exactly. Like <laughs> cauterize my wound. We're, we're set. <laughs> and that's not the only reason I want a lightsaber, but it's a darn good excuse. <laughs> they make some, they make some really nice splints these days though. I mean, I mean, you can, it would suck and it would hurt, but you can reset a bone if you can apply some traction and wrap it the right way. You'd be all right. But I mean, okay. you know, depending on how compound it is, you might need something to repair the skin if it comes through. Glue. Nobody, nobody suffers from compound <laughs> break. Super glue. Super glue. Super glue, and, glue works. I got a staple yeah. gun, um, <laughs> and I got Matt right down the road. He's obviously going to come do this for me. You were awesome. That's the good thing. That's the good thing about dog mom is her being in the vet field. She's got the this where she can she has access to like stapler. You know what oh, I mean? Dude. Like the staple wound shut. I have a I mean, couple of those set I, back. Yeah, I mean every time I would get injured, as long as I worked at a vet, who do you think I went to? I'm like, can you give me an X-ray? Sure. I need some super glue to, to heal this wound. Like I always went to my vet to take care of it. Um, it was just an off the clock and don't tell anybody type of thing because you know law. <laughs> yeah, Papa Steve, that would hurt a bit. You would need a lot of whiskey to cut off your own foot. Yes, you would. Uh, yeah, like to the point that like it would probably kill you. <laughs> right. You'd have to be pretty close to the verge of straight alcohol poisoning, I think. <laughs> I would agree. <laughs> it, it reminds me of that uh that scene in Braveheart where they're trying to pull the arrow out of that guy's like he goes, uh uh, you hold him. Everybody <laughs> kept trying yeah. to get away from that part. They didn't want to be the one to pull the arrow out and get punched in the face. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of reminds me have you ever watched that show archer yes uh it, it, and pam the big girl she's like talk they're talking about like you know she says uh archer's like no pam because the amount of alcohol it would take for me to actually do you would kill me <laughs> <laughs> oh boy yeah, that's that, funny that's archer <laughs> yeah that show is hilarious but my wife thinks it's dumb but i think it's hilarious it, men find things funnier. Um, find things that are stupid. Yeah, that, that are stupid. <laughs> and I'm just gonna come out in a minute, women. It's not your fault. You don't find it funny. It's our fault for finding stupid things funny. So there you go. We're just gonna come I'm out. Forty-eight and years old and farts are still funny. <laughs> I just I'm saying, dude. There's just certain things that I always <laughs> that I like always laugh words at. Words that are funny. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm four. I'm I'm only like less than a year behind John. So uh, you know, words are funny. They're you know words like booger and fart. And, <laughs> They're funny. <laughs> All right, enough of that. <laughs> yeah, we have less brain cells to amuse. That was there we go, Asher. There we go, Asher. You're, you're, I think you're you're onto something there. <laughs> Look at that. Heaven, Matt says farts are hilarious. They are. <laughs> they they are. And they and they smell bad too. Dude, I've even watched the videos of the guy <laughs> doing the the fake ones walking down the road. Um, or walking down the street and stuff like that just to get people's reactions, and everyone's reaction is laughing. See, even when it's gross and you're cornered, it's still funny. But um, so we did the armpit farts, armpit farts, man. <laughs> we did the fart game in stores where we'd walk by people and and make the little huh? and look look <laughs> at them or look at us like somebody did it, you know. 
Oh, it's even better when you do it to your spouse on Black Friday and she's bent down looking at toys and 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 I literally let one go and then snuck around the end of the end cap and there's two this other couples walking behind and I just stood and watched and they were like, oh, and looking at her bent over and then it hit her. She stood up and she looked and I'm nowhere to be found. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. that, okay. I got, oh, slapped. I got slapped for that one. Yeah, I was about to say, man. And you know what? You deserved it. <laughs> yes, yes, I totally did. I would have been like, I had that coming. <laughs> so so uh you know. so now that we got the humor out, <laughs> let's get back into talking. <laughs> let's get hey, humor's humor's a great cure. Come on, let's just yeah. we'll start off with that, man. Laughter is the first part that any well, prayer, laughter. Those are the that's how you start any kind of healing. Prayer, um, laughter, natural medicine. Exactly. And then that's the best medicine, way to heal. Which fortunately is provided to us by our heavenly father. So, um, 100. why don't you go ahead, uh, Truth, and, and you, you have uh, sent me a couple of more videos, and I've posted both of those videos up to our Kilted Christian on Telegram, so you guys can go back and check those out. Um, so, one of the things that we talked about last week was uh, THC and then the oil, and I had um, a really good response, like um, through emails and stuff like that, of people reaching out and through the comments. I'm thankful that we did that episode, because it's one of those things that a lot of people are afraid to talk about, especially Christians. Because, you know, you hear Christian, you hear marijuana, and all of a sudden, you know, they, those two don't work together. We're not asking people to go yep. out and get high. Um, we're just saying that if you got cancer, trust me, there's a whole lot of worse alternatives that you can try that we're going to have worse side effects and making you sleepy and hungry. Um, that a lot of times don't work. I mean, a lot yeah. of times, or the body is resistant to them. Like a lot of chemo treatments, the body is very resistant. And that's the one thing on the topics that, that uh, the stuff I sent you is that these, these, uh, antiparasitics that we're going to talk about, and they're repurposed medicine. I wouldn't say necessarily natural, like RSO is natural, mm -hmm. but, but like fenbendazole, uh, menbendazole, uh, ivermectin, these antiparasitics actually help chemo drugs work better yeah. um and you can read you can read it in the studies that that duncan posted um because if you got to look at it like this um you look at what the definition of cancer is it's a cell or group of cells that are abnormal and they touch and every cell around them that they touch they take over well what does a parasite do same exact a parasite thing. feeds off of the host cells so Wow, parasitics kill cancer. Imagine that. You know, it's it's pretty it, it's pretty wild. And like there's there was the one study in uh for fenbendazole, um K9 dewormer um called Panicure. Uh that's the fenbendazole. Panicure is the John, you might know that that uh particular drug. In 2014, researchers at John Hopkins were trying to grow tumors in mice. Oh, hold on. Um, how can you grow tumors? I thought they were genetically, it was part of your DNA. That's what they told us, right? But so if they were growing cancer in mice, they were injecting them with tumor cells. And the reason that they found out fenbendazole worked is because a portion of the mice that they did in the study, they gave them fenbendazole for deworming. Mm -hmm. And then they discovered that the mice that got the dewormer didn't get tumors, but all the other ones that didn't died of tumors. Yes. And they were like, oh, 
oh, and then there's all this must here. This must have there's must be a connection there. So they they continued the, the study, and and then you actually look back. Fenbendazole. They knew this back in the in early nineties. Oh, they they knew yeah. that Fenbendazole did this back in the nineties. But the medical field, doctors, everybody, shut your mouth. NDAs, you know, non disclosure agreements. You keep your mouth shut. You don't prescribe it. You don't say a word about it. Or what happens? You lose your medical license. To you get deleted. And don't yeah. think that they didn't threaten. No, just for being honest. And, and the, you know, so, right. so Finbenzazol falls into the same um, thing as like ivermectin and so forth. Now, um, I was reading someone um, the other day, or actually, um, I was reading an article the other day of a guy that started going on parasitics and, and he went on, um, he took some Finbenzazol and he said that when he, he goes, I think I got the bad stuff, man, because, and I'm part of this is graphic, but you know, when I went to the restroom, he goes, I looked in the toilet and there's these little freaking circle worms like all over my, th you know, and I'm like, no, that's what it's supposed to do. That's why you take that stuff. <laughs> right. And, right. you know, so it I makes your body flush them. Totally. Right. So I reached out to, you know, in the comments, I'm like, you know, it, that's exactly what's supposed to happen. Your body's getting rid of these uh, parasites. And he was like, man, but I never felt bad. And I'm like, a lot of people don't, but we all have these parasites in us. Like it's, it's near impossible. Um, you know, back in the day, they'd be like, don't eat your buggers. You'll end up with worms in your stomach. Well, that's what they were talking about. You know what I'm saying? They were talking <laughs> about that funny word. Parasite. exactly. Parasites <laughs> are really good at not affecting the host so that the host never works to get rid of them. Yeah. Well, that's the whole point of a parasite. It, it doesn't want to kill the host. It wants to continue to live and exactly. feed off of that host. Right. Because that's where, that's where cancer is different. Cancer's intent is to kill the host. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, I mean, it has to have the host to reproduce, and then it has to shed its eggs for the to be reintroduced into a new host. So yes, if it kills correct. you, it's no good. If it makes you sick and you treat it, it's no good. So most of the time, you're going to have parasites and not know it. Yeah, I mean, and the, the way the way that Fenben, you have them bad. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> the way that Fenben works though is it it, it inhibits the tumor's cell growth. Um. And, and introducing death to the cells, and and it's much like the RSO THC, like we talked about last week. You know, protects the 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 cell, so the CBD can go in and do its job. But what what like like THC, what Fenben does is it re, it stops the cancer cells' ability to uh, feed itself, uptake of glucose. Uh, it blocks and cuts off the cancer cells' ability to absorb sugar, the glucose in the blood, which gives it, which feeds the cancer cells and allows them to grow. And, and THC works in, in concert. So you can, you can see where, where patients are using Fenben and RSO. It absolutely sacks the cancer, like in a very rapid succession. Yeah, it's, I it's, mean, within three months, three to four months, most people have been cured uh, or, or cancer isn't even found anymore. Well, it's, and, and go ahead. It, it's similar. kind of reminds me, it's similar to like, you know, like Alzheimer's, uh, dementia, um, Lewy body syndrome, uh, Parkinson's, like these things are like prionic attacks. So, you know, what is a prion? Ultimately, like, are these prion things in the brain related to parasites? And, and I absolutely feel that they are. And even the effect that THC has on that is 100% remarkable. I have seen some studies, video studies that have blown my mind of people with Parkinson's in particular Dude literally took oh, yeah. um, a couple of hits, couple of hits from a marijuana cigarette, 
and within like less than a minute, he was no longer shaking where he looked like he was having a seizure prior to this. Um, John, or excuse me, um, Jay Wu sent me something earlier that was a, a similar thing about a girl with cancer, and they gave her this um, natural remedy thing that did a very similar, um, had a similar effect to what THC did to this guy with Parkinson's, but also with Alzheimer's because um, Alzheimer's attacks um, cells in your brain that are awake. Marijuana, THC, will put those those brain cells to sleep. You guys hear that, um, you know, that it puts your cells to sleep. It doesn't kill your brain cells necessarily. But it puts your cells to sleep, so when, yeah, it just makes them take a nap. Yeah, so when they so when when they wake up from their nap, the prions have to do their job all over again. You know what I'm saying? So once again, THC itself um, has been one of those things. But they don't want to talk about this. And and the sad part is that marijuana, for some reason, has gotten to be more of a stigma than like coke or opioids, which people take all the time when they go to the hospital. But I mentioned to like a grandpa or an uncle or something like that, just kind of old school. And I'm like, you maybe you ought to consider trying this. And they're like, uh uh-uh. uh, you know, because they've been taught their whole lives how bad this is and it's a gateway and all this it's, other stuff. It's just been demonized. It's, it's been exactly. demonized so badly. Yeah. And, and, and it is, I know why. Like we talked about last week, because it's God's medicine. That's why they've demonized it, because God created it and they want to take God out of everything. Yes. So there's that. I mean, I mean, and fenbendazole, along with menben and ivermectin as well. Ivermectin also has amazing things. There's plenty of things that you can read um, on how they all work. And fenben, uh, in the one study, appears to destabilize proteins that are the structure of uh, to microtubules. Because cancer is a microtubule. The cell is a microtubule. So what it does is it breaks down that outer cell lining. And therein, there's the CBD again. When you're using that, it goes into the cell and attacks the cancer, just like THC protects that CBD as it enters that cell and blocking the sugar uptake. But the microtubules then get to their outer cell wall gets broke down. And and both, like I said, both both cancer and parasites are one and the same. And that and they do the exact same thing to your nematodes and, and oh, it's the other word. Uh, Trematodes, mm-hmm. uh, trem- yeah, trematodes and nematodes. Um, it attacks them the very same way because parasites ha- are microtubule as well. Cancer is a parasite, guys. No, it's it, a parasite. It is. It is a parasite. You know, hope ask- and it's man created, and it's man created. And you know how I found this out by reading the study. If you tell, you've been telling us for decades, it's genetic. It's genetic. It's put into our DNA. I say BS. Why? Because God created the perfect vessel. Okay, he created the perfect vessel for our soul. So there's no way he's going to write into our genetic code something that's going to kill us. No, I this agree. is a man-made it's, it's parasite, period, point blank, it's end of story. forbidden knowledge that's been put on yep. the people. Um, John, I'll get to you in one second. I'm going to answer Hope real quick. So Hope asks, is anything I tried with, with help with my mother? So so I'm right now I'm trying um, chlorine dioxide. I'm giving that one a shot because of her her memory issues that she's having. Um, the last couple of weeks have been pretty bad, um, but I've been trying different things. And the thing that seemed to work the best were blueberries and things like that, with the high antioxidant stuff like that actually have um, things that help memory. So blueberries and things like that seem to be what's doing the best. So I'm going to have to get and start getting her to eat more blueberries and try some of the other things. But, um, 
yeah, there, there are things that are actually working now. I would love to be able to get her to try either THC or CBD or something like that. But she's one of those old school people that I was talking about that just the stigma won't allow them to even give it a, a shot. I, I can actually inter interject something that there's something they've actually found that wild North American Panax ginseng ha does, does amazing things for uh, cell stimulation in the brain. They've yeah. been they've been finding that they extract and I can't remember that it's just the, the enzyme that's in it escapes my mind right now, but they were using it in Alzheimer's treatment and they they noticed a very huge increase in the synapse firing in in, in, the, in the brain nice. um, and for memory. Also, believe it or not, they've been using um, uh, uh, it's, uh, it's made with ayahuasca, it's the ayahuasca. Mm -hmm. They've been actually finding that that and PCP of all things can stimulate brain growth and Alzheimer's. Yep. I they, they literally have been doing this. I watched the show called Pharmacopia years ago and they on on Vice Channel and they were using this in treatment for uh, Alzheimer's. I don't want to see my PCP. mom on angel dust. <laughs> well, no, no. That, it's a controlled thing. It's a control and it's a mild, it's a small dose. But yeah, you would want to see her. She'd be up jumping around, climbing up on the roof. And, Exactly. And doing and all that stuff. Can I think I've actually I've actually thought about that. Like maybe just making her a nice like C B D brownie. She wouldn't notice. Yeah. Um Oh, I don't see C B D as long as it as long as it is um the, here's the important thing and John knows this. CO two leaching is where it's at. You can if you use butane leaching, it's it's toxic. Yeah. When you leach THC and C B D out of out of cannabis, if you use butane, which was the old way, yeah. You 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 couldn't, and like RSO, they first originally did it. He, he uh, Rick Simpson, did it with butane, and it it literally was toxic. Like it care all those chemicals leach right right into the into the that purge product. it out of there. It's a whole nother step. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's another step, and it's a very dangerous step too, because obviously you know butane is very flammable. So that that residual that it leaves behind, you don't want any open do it flame or sparker. Yeah, use back in the day we do it with rubbing alcohol. That's what I'm saying. Or denatured rubbing alcohol. Rubbing alcohol or some really, and, and yeah. regular stove heat. Yeah. Yeah, to make Everclear. You can even work. use Everclear. Yeah, Everclear. Yep, Everclear yeah. works. Yeah. Yep. You don't even need and, it. And it doesn't leave anything behind. Just, just warm yeah. up water, put it in a bowl, and put another bowl down in there with the alcohol, and it evaporates pretty yeah, fast. Yeah, it'll all evaporate. And that's the thing. I mean, it's that's the right. thing is it's so simple. If, if you eat it, it decarboxylates it. So it, a benefit to that is you can eat it. A negative to that is if you smoke it after you decarboxylate, it tastes like crap. Yeah. <laughs> it literally, yeah. If you don't leach it out, it will taste like you kind of, yeah, like chemical. Yeah. You know, for sure. The thing is, yeah. though, is um, it'll make your house a little bit stinky. Um, <clears throat> but, but absolutely. Like no said, different than bacon brownies. No, nah, exactly. Thing. And it's so. We would do it outside, man. Oh, yeah. Well, the thing is, it's, it's such an easy process. If it was legal, it would be the easiest thing you could do right literally in anybody's house. And this is the sad part is it that it's that That's one little it's loophole. It's why it's illegal. Exactly. You know, so um, it's easy to process. Yeah, it's so easy. Reaper Madness all over again, brother. Yeah, and that's it's, the thing. It's though. easy to grow. It's easy to process. It's easy. It's it's all God's medicine, guys. It's, you're, that, that's you're basically making a tincture. You know, I mean, it's ultimately what you're doing is you're, is you're making a tincture. Um, and it's so, like I said, it's it's sad because it, it, the, here's the crazy part is if you were to make a tincture, you're not you're not altering the plant. All you're doing is 
pulling the stuff out of it, but it's still considered processing and it becomes like a super felony, you know, and it's, it's just, it's nuts. It's considered no differently than what you do to make cocaine or to make heroin and stuff like that. They put it into the same. That's that's what they compare it to, right? They compare it to that. The fact is that's exactly why Rick Simpson was facing 25 years to life and they came after him and, and he literally had family in Croatia. He ran. And defected, and he did that in Croatia because Croatia does not have an extradition treaty with Canada. So he had family over there, and he and he went to Croatia to escape life in prison, yeah. and because he was doing exactly what they knew was going to work. Was he in Canada before that? Yeah, he was. He was a yeah. He was a maintenance worker in a hospital in Canada, and he got he got skin cancer from asbestos in the in the boiler room where he had spent a lot of his time working, and. That's how he came up. He did the chemo treatments. He did all the stuff to try, and it and it didn't work. So again, because you know a lot of some people's body genetic makeup, chemo doesn't work. Um, but in concert with Fembendazole and RSO and things like that, they work. Chemo drugs actually work better. Yeah. So um, and and the the upside too about RSO with chemo is it stops the sickness. See, that's what I was going to say, though, is you go to some doctors um, that are giving you chemo and, you know, one of those things, side effects is you get sick a lot and the doctor will be like, oh, I can't tell you this as a doctor, but marijuana helped. <laughs> Look, if it was legal, you could say, I'm a doctor. Here's a prescription, you know, um, right. but instead, and I can't tell you, I've heard this before. I had a doctor one time suggest it to me for um, appetite because I don't have a natural appetite. So she was giving me this, this, trying to give me like literally drugs that you would give people that um, are bulimic or anorexic um, just to get an appetite. None of it worked. And then she was finally like, well, I can tell you this is a friend, but not a doctor. And then like literally suggested, you know, and it's like, man, you know, so even the doctors know. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they definitely know. And the thing is, these studies, these studies about RSO, these studies about fenbendazole, medbendazole. Uh, ivermectin they've been out for decades i mean literally the fda said literally said that that ivermectin is the safest for human use that's used in animals safest for human use and this stuff has been used in third world countries for 50 60 years there's and then it's safe for pregnant females yeah safe safe for pregnant women uh yes women because only women get pregnant um you know, we gotta what? we gotta point <laughs> that out. I mean, oh yeah, shocker, right? Um, but the FDA literally 2020 reworded their own definition because you know DJT said something about ivermectin and yeah. HCQ, and what all of a sudden these two drugs that have been used in Forever. third world countries for decades to cure things are all of a sudden don't take it, it'll kill you. Don't yeah. take it, it'll kill you. Exactly. It's horse paste. It's this, that, and the other. You know, That's all BS. No, it is. It's all BS. They it just. It's funny because John, John, I'm gonna bring you back in here real quick. So you know, John and I have both been working. We both worked at vets for years. Like between the two of us, we probably got about thirty years combined. Um, you know, working in vets. Everything that we've been talking about, other than the THC, which probably would be um, part of animal medicine if it was legal. Everything that we have mentioned. They've been given to animals. John and I have have literally passed on prescriptions that doctors gave to people hundreds of times with ivermectin, fembenzazole, like all of these things. They're completely safe. 
a hundred percent. Um, and, and once again, it, it falls into the same line as quercetin. You can take these things. Worst case scenario, they don't work for you, but they're not going to make you ill. They're not going to kill your liver. They're not, you know what I'm saying? Like none of those things. And, and they did, they were nation worldwide using these, uh, using these, um, drugs for healing. Trump literally comes out one time and mentioned these things on the news and media. And then, like you said, for the next, what, two years, we were like, you guys are taking horse paste and, and literally trying to compare us to animals saying that we're all a bunch of crazy people that are willing to try to poison ourselves. And, and like I said, that none of this, I mean, this stuff is just, most of what they give to those animals with, the, with a few exceptions, they give to humans just in I've in, smaller doses. How many times I've injected 10 milliliters of straight ivermectin liquid into the spine of a dog mm-hmm. to treat a Yeah. Exactly. Literally, that's the treatment. You inject it right into the spinal muscles back here of the dog, lower back of the dog. And you're injecting literally six to 10 milliliters. It's a big injection. And you got to do it twice. But it kills off all the heartworms. Yeah. You know, Um, and you, the truth brought up a bunch of stuff I wanted to talk about, actually. Yeah, go Um, One of them being blood sugar. And when he did that, I started thinking about diabetes and, uh, and very well, this is verywellhealth.com, medically reviewed by some, I don't know, do and lead a medical doctor, um, where they're talking about the use of marijuana to help diabetes. The reason I started looking at that is because parasites, like Truth had mentioned, feed on sugar a lot of times. Yes. Cancer feeds on sugar a lot of times. Yes. So it got me thinking about uh, the possible link between carcinogens causing cancer and them not actually causing the cancer but them feeding the parasites yes that cause the cancer so i had to go look so i went to the american cancer society one of their more recent articles they have is parasites that can lead to cancer certain parasitic worms that live inside the human body can also raise the risk of developing some kinds of cancers these organisms are not found in the u.s mostly but they can be a concern for people who live or travel in other parts of the world no, now that doesn't mean they're not found in the U.S. What that means is they have not found parasites in the U.S. that they've equated to causing cancer yet. It doesn't necessarily mean that there aren't any. Yeah. And maybe they all are. Um, I think it was Robin Recovery and Chad had mentioned that, and Truth mentioned, cancers are parasitic in nature. And that's why these parasite things work on them. So it's really interesting. Um, there was a guy that started during the necropsies on uh, cancer patients that had died. And in all of these patients' tissues, he found parasites living, uh, the microfilaria parasites living in all of the tissue of these people that had died of cancer. Every one of them he examined that had cancer. He found them in. Yep. Because cancer is a parasite. I mean, it's... Yeah, and it will not tell you that because... Can't can't reiterate that enough. Like I said, we because we can take care of ourselves. I mean, people just start eating more onions. Um, And Pamela asked a good question. Could diabetic people have an overload of parasites? That could be a possibility. mm -hmm. Parasites are serious for causing issues with sugar. Um, They feed on it or they produce it a lot of times in their excrement. So they could certainly change the ability and they could certainly change the ability of different organs to absorb sugar and use sugar the way they're supposed to. 
Well, like you said, they they eat, they absorb the sugar, they need it for food, but the things that they perhaps maybe they're in their excrement that from the sugar that that affect diabetes. Right. And how many times okay. have you yeah. treat diabetes with with antiparasitics? Mm-hmm. Right. It's pretty crazy. And di- diabetic insulin is a huge, huge, huge profit maker for pharmaceutical companies. No, it is. Right. It, it has to stay refrigerated or otherwise you have to replace it. So that right there makes it a huge moneymaker because well, the bottleneck is if you it, it expires, if it if it comes to room temperature, if it doesn't stay refrigerated. So, you know, but somebody who has diabetes forgets to put their insulin away. Now they got to go buy new. Yeah, exactly. It's a moneymaker. <laughs> and well, the big, is- one of the big problems that we got right now is that we would hope, you know, like if I was to go be a doctor, I'd be one of those doctors that's testing theories and looking and you know what i'm saying like taking what i've learned in school and trying to figure out more advanced you know that's what you think or you would hope that a doctor would do but our doctors for the majority out there are, are the equivalent of the liberals that buy everything that they hear from the news except the doctors just buy everything they read in the books that they went to college and then don't question theorize or argue other potential um remedies or, or possibilities they're all well, yes men. They they all just say yes, yeah, so they're never going to get to the bottom. They're going to be like, well, according to this book, it says, and that's that. You know, so if we had doctors or people that actually care, but like like you said earlier, there are some honest people out there. But what happens when they start coming out and saying ivermectin works or hydroxychloroquine is the answer? They lose their licenses. They get fired. Then they're no longer the doctors. And now all your oh, stuff. Yeah, like Doctor Emmanuel. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Dr. Versus- Emanuel, Dr. Sherry Tenpenny, Dr. Judy Mikowitz, Dr. Uh, Lee Merritt, they all, they went after them hardcore because they were out there telling the truth. Yeah. So uh, there's, there's data sitting there right now where you would not have to start, <clears throat> excuse me, start a new experiment or set up different variables in an experiment to figure out if this data, if, if, if it's accurate as far as the use of these antiparasitics to treat cancers in that veterinarians that use it regularly already have a group of patients that have been on it for years and a group of patients that don't ever take it. And, and it's easy to see in 10 years, which one of those animals develop cancers and is that cancer group a lot higher in the animals that have never been taken the um, ivermectin or the fembendazole or the, any of these any of these dewormers, your even strongid, Nemex, uh, pyrantal palamate, any of these dewormers. Yeah. Um, if they're taking them regular, do, do these dogs ever develop cancers? No, and that's right. They're yeah. all in the same class because they're all again parasites are are microtubule in their design in their cell wall design, just like cancer. Yeah, and then, so it makes sense. Yeah, and where do the dog cancers come from? The vaccinations <laughs> that we send them to the vet to go get. So hope says you got that it. is all to all of our animals for parasites, and all of our animals usually have cancer or kidney disease. Hmm. <coughs> which okay, I gotta ask for variables here. Which which animals? Yeah, what what, animals? what breed? Yeah, that's a big one too. Is like well, not just breed. Which animals are you talking about in general to all of your animals? Whose whose animals? Where do they come from? And are they sick when you get them? Dogs and cats. Are you talking? Do you work in a rescue? Hope.
I'm just curious which animals and where they came from and their background uh, yeah, and history. Just said dogs and cats. Um, but no, no foster. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, it is I interesting to too because um, <laughs> one thing that I did notice too is you know where I was going, you know, because all the animals that we that would come in generally would end up getting one of our treatments, whether it be ivermectin, vinbenzol, or whatever. Um, you know, as far for any kind of parasitics, one of those things you give them every so often, you got to give them the test to make sure they don't have heartworms first in order to do so. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I still would see animals that would come in, but the ones that I saw that had the most cancers or the lumps or the knots and stuff like that were the ones that the parents always brought their dogs in every time for every booster and every shot. The ones um, that would come in that would basically get their required, the ones that law requires, for instance, rabies and so forth, had less issues than the ones that would get their dogs vaccinated for everything. And and don't think for a second that the veterinary industry is any different than the human industry. John will vouch for this too. They will push out every, they will come out and be like, there's a new dog cough out right now. And then they'll come up with a new vaccine just for this new dog cough. So John, they did, did they do the same thing with y'all where like every couple of years they'll create some new thing just to get you to start giving your dogs these new vaccinations. And, and it may be no different than what we're dealing with. They call this uh, COVID, but where did the flu go? You know, I asked the same thing when this, uh, this new virus cough thing happened the last vet that I worked at. I said, what happened to the kennel cough? You, you see what I'm saying? It, it's always like one thing appears and the other one disappears for a while. Right. And I will say that, yeah, in cats, for whatever reason, kidney disease and kidney issues, once they hit 15 years old anymore, yeah. it's almost 50% of them. You know, a lot of people don't realize this, but Zoetis, you probably have heard of that. That is Pfizer's veterinary branch like zoetis is pfizer like yeah. they that they're just they're just the, and those reps that come in and i mean i get all this from my wife so again i give dog mom all the credit in the world um the reason i know these things is because i hear her talk all the time about what goes on in her clinic yeah and these reps come in and they push these drugs and yes, they push do. this and they push that because they're doing the exact same thing that human doctors do. They're making money. That's It's all about money. They don't care about the patients. They don't care what happens with the dog. They don't care what side effects. And to, to, to the point that Hope was talking about where John asked those questions, the variables, like those people, like you said, Duncan, that, that get their animals just re- religiously get their animals vaccinated constantly. Well, fembendazole or mebendazole, ivermectin, all these, they're not going to have that cancer killing effect if you're overloading the animal system with vaccinations. Yes. It's it, it just, that's just common sense. No, it is. Um, so, it, yeah, you're, you're 100% right. You know, another thing too, um, food is a big one. I see a couple of people in here talking about it. And, and uh, Hope, a great example here is um, the mainstream tries to convince us what cheap food and what good food is. And then they price things up a little bit to make some food appear like they're better than others. Look, when you're when you're dealing with dog foods, um, any of those mainstream stores that you go to, Petco or any of that, they've got mainstream products. And that's the problem is that, you know, your your blue buffalo, which is more expensive, really isn't much better than the Purina. Um they, they both Bill have, science diet. Exactly. Yeah, so, uh, what's the other one? Uh, can uh, something can 
or or uh, or a, a more affordable because because that science diet the things you get at vets is pretty expensive science um, diets in by pfizer too i think oh is it no, yes figure no. yes yes zoetis makes it yeah and just to yes. let you guys know if you want the best food for your dog for the best price go to a farm store go to any place like that where they have like horse <laughs> and cow products or anything like that um any kind of a feed store rural king yeah rural, rural king, king exactly GSC. Yep. you'll be able to purchase that food but they generally those foods aren't high in just like corn with like chicken extract like those things are actually made with like legit products and just like with the humans um we have to have the nutrients in there i think somebody i think Azriel said that but yeah we got the nutrients in there but that's one of the biggest things that they do is they go out there and they try to convince you that like the more expensive blue buffaloes is better for you than or dog yeah, than the, the actual fact, the fact of the matter is the ingredients are are almost identical like like you have your your science diet your canned foods and things like that like even kibble like they're made in the same line i don't care if it's if it's iams or if it's uh hill science diet kibble they're all made in the same facility it's the same stuff they just market it to be this fancy expensive food but in matter of fact it is literally made with the same ingredients no yeah. if you look at ingredients panels on on a purina dog chow and a hill science diet I, I guarantee you there's only maybe two or three different different ingredients but all the basic things are represented there and the funny thing about dogs and cats is they'll eat the same thing every day they don't care because they're omnivores yeah they don't care they're, i mean my, my they, dog they, they do cats cats will eat will eat greens Cats will eat, dogs will eat greens. They will eat whatever Dude, fills their belly. My dog is as happy to get the same food every night as he is the night before. I wish I was that excited to eat the same thing every night. He's like, my oh, dog right. is super excited for green beans. That's her thing. She absolutely green beans, loves green beans. Um, yogurt, uh, loves uh, chicken broth and rice. Um, so I'll do that every oh, now and yeah. then. It's like a little treat. You know, my my great Dane, we put we put yogurt, uh, plain, yep, yogurt. just plain low fat yogurt in his food because he has digestive, he has colitis. And trust me, when a hundred and seventy pound dog has a colitis issue in his kennel, it's not pretty. No, um, it's <laughs> um, it's quite disgusting. So we had to start treating, and and of course, you know, dog mom and she's in the field, she yogurt the 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 yep. pro I always do probiotic that was enzymes. Yep. Uh, either plain Greek, which has more probi probiotics, or plain um, regular yogurt. But both of them, yeah, they're they're both really good. Matter of fact, it's my first go to whenever my dogs are sick, because I always go to yogurt first. Um, you know, mm -hmm. so one hundred percent. I got to bring up something here that Suski says. Um, and thank you for bringing this one up. She said that her breeder, um, suggested a Kana, um, you know, food for the dog. Um, there's multiple brands that used to be like really high quality dog foods. And then recently, within the last year or two, um, Bill Gates and other companies have purchased these dog brands. So even though those things used to be what we would call top shelf dog foods, that's not guaranteed anymore. Because once again, what happens when companies come in and they purchase something, is they change the ingredients to save a little bit of money, especially with Bill Gates and stuff. And I believe like Iams was recently purchased by a Bill Gates company, which probably means that I am yep. is uh, being created by a machine right now. Nestle owns a bunch of yep. them. Too. Yeah. And who owns Nestle? BlackRock. Yeah. Right. Uh, so, and you got to figure, you know, BlackRock where Bill Gates is tied into them, 
with business. So like they're all in the, they're all in each other's pocket. It's that simple. I'm starting to think the uh, world's trying to kill us. No, maybe we should do a show a about conspiracy that. Theory. <laughs> conspiracy theory. <laughs> maybe we should do a show about that. <laughs> um, do we have time to get into alkalinization? Yeah, go for it, man. We got a uh, because. Uh, yeah, we got about a uh, twenty minutes um, left in the show, so about you know five to pray out. But if we go twenty minutes, there's always time for prayer. See, alkalinization is a big thing too with cancer. Um, cancer cells need a pH between six point five and seven point five to maintain effective metabolism, and a lot of people don't realize that cancer is a metabolic a metabolic issue, a disease that is. Uh, based in mito mitochondria. And so pH levels, cancer feeds very highly on, on a, a certain pH level. If you get above eight, cancer can't survive. Yeah. So lemon water, guys, just lemon water. I'm telling you, squeeze, take a half a lemon, squeeze yeah. that half a lemon and, and, and just put it in, in filtered water or even um, uh, distilled water. Get your uh, baking soda, regular yeah. old baking soda, or you can get pH drops. Alkalinity is huge for fighting cancer. And you do this on a daily basis, you're less likely to actually develop cancer. Yeah, and I'm going to, real quick, I'm going to point something out here that Heaven Matt just brought up. In apple cider vinegar, here's the kicker. I literally read an article last night about one of these companies that own one of the major producers of uh, apple cider vinegar. Braggs. Braggs. Yeah, and Taylor Swift owns it. Totally. <laughs> Taylor Swift owns it. And and since it was purchased by him, now keep this in mind. Vinegar doesn't rot. It's vinegar. Okay. Parasites and bugs generally wrote or you know, congregated things that are rotting. Recently, this Bragg's uh apple cider vinegar has been popping up with like little parasites. People have been finding it inside the jar, which means they have changed the original ingredients of that vinegar because that doesn't happen in vinegar. Bugs don't it, like it, vinegar. It doesn't have the mother. It doesn't have the mother. Well, that was the one component about the original Bragg's is what they called the mother. And it was it, it is an enzyme that that is what stops vinegar from rotting. Yeah. So and hope says they've it, eliminated it. Hope said it molded. Yeah, molded the inside of the jar. Wow. Vinegar should never mold. No, no. it's vinegar. You use vinegar to keep things from molding. You know, that's like clean, it's high I clean with vinegar. That's yeah. why they brine things. That's why, you know, things were pickled or brined in vinegar because it stops rot. Yeah. This is like, you know, like, I don't know, original settler stuff. Mm -hmm. Vinegar was always used for that, for preserving. Yep. The only good so, cider is Dickens. That's the only good brand until Taylor Swift. Buys the one it. good thing is we have two bottles. We still have two bottles of the original Bragg's that we have down on the shelf in our little prepper shelf. And we have one that's open. And literally that bottle has been open and sitting in our cabinet for <laughs> 10 <laughs> years at least. And I, I just took some tonight. I just put some, had, had dog mom put some in the apple juice. I'm having gallbladder issues. And like, <laughs> What are you laughing at? <laughs> Asriel. <laughs> I didn't see I can't laughing. see chat. <laughs> Dick, he, he said Dick Insider. <laughs> I didn't even I didn't even catch that. Oh, I, him. I mean and really. now I'm regretting reading it out loud, but I'm laughing. So. <laughs> Dick <Dickens. laughs> 
Okay, man. I, got, oh, I gotta boy. give it to you, man. That was a remarkable catch because I didn't catch that until I read it out loud. <laughs> oh boy. I'm actually supposed to have a conversation with him after the show. Man, I'm so glad that I did not drink <laughs> my coffee, man. That coffee would have been flying out of my nose right now. Cause I because I didn't realize what I was reading until I read it. Then I'm like, oh my goodness. <laughs> Oh, that's funny right there. Um, yeah, I'm laughing. To, I'm I, on mute, but I'm laughing. <laughs> oh how do I segue back into? <laughs> I don't know, man. After that, <laughs> like, you just killed the topic, man. <laughs> I'm like, literally, I'm reading Thanks. it. I'm like, what's so funny? And then I read it out loud, and then I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, that was great. I'm not going to forget that one all night long. Thank you for that. I needed that laugh. Um, <laughs> oh, don't Google those images. <laughs> so were you joking or is that really what it's called? No, I was joking. Okay. So there is no such thing. As, okay. <laughs> you fed into the joke, John. Yeah. I'm just apparently slow tonight. Like, Took me a moment to catch that. Usually I'm on top of stuff like that, but. See, I wasn't in chat, so I can't see it. I probably would have caught it, but I thought he was. I thought John was being legit. He was so just I, I, I literally was like, <laughs> I was literally about to go on and be like, Dick Insider. Hmm, I don't see that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah. will be like, did you mean? <laughs> <laughs> okay, well that was good, John, and oh great catch, <laughs> great catch, Azriel. Um, <laughs> oh my goodness, man! How do we get a, How do we get back on track now? Um, <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> but, uh, anyways, so yeah, so, so basically, yeah, the things that we used to use to clean everything are now starting to mold and starting to rot. Um, I, I was going to go back, I believe, was it CL Klein or Kitty two? I've lost it, but, um, uh, I think it was CL Klein that said that they're, you probably using like Bill Gates apples inside this new apple cider too. Cause I think Bill Gates is one of the part owners along with Taylor Swift on that brand. So I wouldn't doubt it. Um, matter of fact, uh, Moonwolf went out and bought some apples the other day. Um, and he's usually real cautious. Like he usually goes to Yoder's and gets the things, you know, it's all like legit stuff. But he picked up some apples the other day, bit into it, and the apple was red from the dye that they had put on that apple to make it nice and red. So you got to wonder if that like one of those Bill Gates apples where they uh, put that, that like that wax wrap around it. Yeah. Okay, it's Katy Perry. Thank you, Kitty, too. Yeah, it's Katy Perry who bought Braggs. There is a dick insider. Look at that. <laughs> Are you kidding, man? You're going to bring me right back there, huh? <laughs> oh, my God. He said, uh, the apple from Snow White. There we go. That's exactly, man. That's like a Bill Gates apple. He's just like, I'm just going to make this. I'm going to make this a reality. I'm going to poison everybody. <laughs> that's right yeah you were right i forgot it was you're right it, it was katie perry that brought it yeah not and, taylor swift but it, it, i mean <laughs> interchangeable really when you think about it it makes me wonder katie about perry. the uh smell problem yeah. i've had for the last uh probably 15 16 months now mm -hmm. where well I've, I've talked about it on your show before where it just smells funky it smells like decay in different places that it it doesn't make sense to me why I smell this Dude, all the time. I, I'm smelling it too. We, I've discussed this on the show. Everything that I eat tastes the same. Yeah. I, every time, and, it, and it's like I won't. I don't have this smell until the moment I start eating something. Um, that's when that that 
smell in your nose or whatever comes back. Every single thing that I eat has the same it taste. Necrotic to me. No, it does. It does. It smells. It's like a mixture of like kind of rotting or um or chemical burning something like it's a just, burning diesel but not a pleasant kind of diesel like a sulfuric diesel yes yes and that's literally like I, I've rotten been, eggs mixed it, with diesel a little, yes kind of you know yeah. it's got that undertone of that sulfur to it kind of like electrical hmm. burn yeah that's, that's what it reminds me of. It. Well, that's what people have described it as. They, they, you know, the electricians have all used that same analogy is that it smells like, and it, there was a certain word that they used, and I can't remember what it was, but it ozone? was basically, huh? Ozone. Thank you. Yes. Ozone. That's what electric smells like. Yeah. Ozone. Yeah. See, I don't, I haven't had those issues with like the, the smells and the tastes and stuff. This but. is, I've had this since, uh, since I got sick at Bards Fest, um, or after Bards Fest, because I went down for a little bit. And then it was there kind of, and then this last cough that I had, um, like some weeks ago, it was actually probably about a month ago. After that, it's been like that every single day. I got rid of that cough and I just can't get rid of that, that smell. Yeah. Ozone will kill any smell though. Yeah. I've been, I've been trying to, uh, I've been trying to, you know, work on pH balance. Like literally I've, I've, I've literally gone through and tried every suggestion that people have brought into me in this chat, man. And it's still, like I said, tonight, I made a great meatloaf apparently, but it tasted just like the uh, peanut butter and jelly that I made last night. And it tasted exactly like the pork ribs that I made the night before and the green beans that I made the night before. Yeah. yeah. It's a little thing, That's man. Weird. You really, you really miss good food when you can't enjoy it. I can't even finish a meal so. anymore. I'm like, all right, man, I take like six bites and then I put the plate away. I mean, it's just, man, I, I, Man, I'm going to be skin and bones here soon. I need my taste back. You already have appetite issues, and then you got that happen. I know. Yeah, I, I know. I already can't eat. Now I got to deal with this. But, uh, man. And you, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but this is, but these problems are so, like, little and minuscule compared to the stuff that people are going through in this world right now, you know. So I, I feel terrible even bringing it up and complaining about no smell when there's people that are, dealing with a whole lot worse and we're watching people pass away people getting cancers people and, and the worst part man are the people that are getting sucked into all of this brainwashing in the media and the world right now that are literally holding hands with satan walking down the road helping them push this agenda forward where we're trying to fight it yeah it, it seems like an uphill climb all the time but now you we'll know be what? praying it's for your praying for your smell to come back bro yeah i appreciate that <laughs> Yeah. Well, at least if your smells the way it is, you know, if, 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 you know, Mama McGregor yourself have gas, you don't have to worry about it. Nope. Or my dogs. It's awesome. <laughs> or your dogs. Dog and dogs are bad. Ooh, wow. Yeah. Oh, and the worst part is dogs let it go. And then they look at their own butt like, what just happened? Dogs what are, is that? Dogs are awesome. <laughs> I saw a video. The guy disclaimed it so perfectly. He goes, dogs are the best because they take jobs that no one else wants. And they were like, what job are you talking about? Like the one that guards me when I go to the bathroom. No one wants that job, but my dog takes it every day. <laughs> okay. Funny thing, you know, cleaning up their own poop because, you know, some dogs eat it. So it, it, it helps out in the yard. Yeah, you know what I mean? Because I have two that religiously will eat the other's well, stuff. That means I don't know why. I do. I do. It means that it's they're, they're, they're missing something. <laughs> they're missing something in their diet. It, that they're getting from the dog's poop. It's called castrophagia. Right. Yep. Yeah. Ah, it's called castrophagia. Okay. So basically. Well, see, I know. 
Dude, I don't know right. about all that castrophobia. They're missing something though, is right, man, because that's wrong. <laughs> no, nah, well, that's what that's what it is. It's called it's called castrophagia. And most dogs that have castrophagia are going and eating the stool because it has something that they're missing in their personal diet. So they're getting it from the other dog's stool. Which which I do I do know that through, you know, dog mom and that why dogs like to eat cat poop. Mm-hmm. Is because cats only digest about sixty percent of their food. Yeah, we so, know. like the majority of a cat's feces is about forty percent of it is food. We call them kitty snickers. We call them kitty snickers. <laughs> kitty snickers <laughs> is what we call <laughs> them at the vet. Kitty snickers. Snickers. <laughs> um, I I didn't lose my sense of taste or smell at any point. I haven't had COVID or been sick, but it's not that I lost my smell. It's that there's this new smell yeah that smells right that i still smell flour i still smell everything normally but there's this other smell that i'm smelling now my nose has always worked really good i've always had a really good sense of smell but this other <laughs> smell is just nasty I feel like that too dude because when i got covid i didn't like have a, a, a diminished smell but i did have a new smell like you're saying and and every now and then it'll be stronger or lesser depending on I don't know the day I don't know that like <laughs> some days I'm like that's that smell that just happened just like a couple of years ago I never smelled like it's a new smell yeah right. like, and I know it's not, not my nose in particular because when my kids and their wife are with me they smell it too yeah that's weird yeah that is weird I, I, I'm like I'm glad I'm not the only one episode. It just takes me to the episode of SpongeBob years ago. My kid's watching it. I smell a smell. It smells smelly. <laughs> you guys are talking about it. I'm Pretty laughing sure at myself. Like, at I first remember. I thought, I'm like, maybe it's something in the house or something. Oh, you know, but and I, the, I go out anywhere I go. I eat out in another city. I still have it. You know what I'm saying? So it's, yeah, it's right. definitely following and, my nose. And that's what Deplorable just said. Maybe it's coming from inside you. And I, I thought that at first. I thought, oh, man. I'm dying. I thought. I've got some narcotic tissue or something that's, going on. That's why I've been that's scared, right. I've been asking people, like, do you smell yeah. this smell? And they're like, yes, I do smell that smell. And and I'm like, okay, well, then it's not inside of me. It's not me unless they're smelling it from me. And then I'm like, no, I, I, and I feel, but, I feel great. Otherwise, yeah. you know, I mean, occasional sniffles or something, Um, but I feel great. You know, yeah, I'll be that. out on the baseball field with the kids hitting and all of a sudden I'll smell it. Like, where is this coming from? Like, did my dog just crap her pants at home and I'm smelling it this far away? Because it's your dog wears pants. <laughs> I think it's falling out of the sky with all the spraying. No, I'm, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I'm going to agree with Mama Griff and you. I'm pretty sure it says chemtrails. It could be. It really could be. And it could. It, text deplorable. Anybody know what parasites smell like? No, but I would imagine their excrement smells really bad if there's billions of them everywhere okay that's it man i'm gonna i am about to start snorting ivermectin <laughs> right. i'm totally kidding guys I'm the totally kidding. Kidding. You're, gonna, you're gonna start railing out little ivermectin <laughs> Wait, while tracks. we're talking about the natural remedies it doesn't stop at what you ingest you could put on your skin just as bad stuff that will end up inside you Right. Topicals. Yeah, you're, you, so, one thing we got to remember: absolutely. your your skin, yes. your epidermis is an organ, and yeah. it absolutely so, will. Yeah, the largest organ in the body. Yeah, in my permanent. Like I have body. a, I had a rose thorn or a piece of metal or something in my finger, right? Like a, <laughs> I don't know what it is, 
but it turned into like a boil, right? And it ain't coming out until it's hardened off. Like, and now I got to use now just so you know, my sister she gave you a little clue. Pastor oil and aloe vera, dude. Mm -hmm. Mix those two together, put a band-aid on a boil, and it'll soften that thing right up. And now stuff's coming out. Yep. And uh, before I couldn't get nothing out of that thing. It was hard as a rock. It was like the hardest piece of skin you ever seen. Wow. And uh, yeah, wow. and I think it's metal now that I kind of seeing it. Yeah. Right there, Edgar Casey. Oh, that's good. Yes. By castor oil. Yeah. Every every sixty percent of the remedies in here involve castor oil. Yeah. I, I what's actually, that guy's name? Edgar Casey. Edgar Casey. And I've got um. Yeah. yeah. I actually have some of that some castor oil here as well. Um. I've been listening to everything. It's got to be said. cold pressed. It's got to be cold pressed castor oil. If it's hot pressed, it kills all all the uh, healing enzymes in castor oil. Got to be cold pressed. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's cold pressed. I actually tried the cold pressed. Uh, I tried the cold pressed castor oil on my feet for my plantar fasciitis, which I talked you you and and John about, and uh, and it honestly it didn't really do much uh, of anything because I think castor oil actually works more internally. Yeah, yeah. As opposed to topically, I, it's probably more effective internally. But it, it did absolutely nothing. See, you know what's crazy? Crazy part? Epsom salt. Yeah, Epsom so. salt. What's crazy is that everything that we're talking about right now or stuff that they were using back in the frontier days, you know what I'm saying? Like castor oil, all of these things are like old school remedies that they've gotten rid of and replaced them with, quote, better stuff. It's really just poison when the actual stuff that worked, they had on the prairie. Yep, all all petrochemicals and stuff. But yeah, I mean, I remember watching back in the day, you guys are in the age uh, that, that Tom and Jerry, you remember when Tom and Jerry, yeah. like, it, uh, they got sick and, uh, they and the, castor oil to make the, it. Yeah. Yeah. Get a big old spoonful of castor oil. Yep. I remember that. That's what my dad said. Every time they were sick, they just give them a spoonful of castor oil. Yep. Mm -hmm. That aerobitussin. Yeah. They're the cures for everything. Remember, remember back in the day, like, uh, <laughs> I broke my leg. Here's some robitussin. <laughs> Yeah, Chris Rock. Yeah, yeah he's like, Chris, Chris when the Rock, bottle was empty, go. don't throw that bottle away. Put some water in it, shake it up, Robitussin. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that was so perfect. He's like, I broke my leg. Here, take some Robitussin. <laughs> Pour some Tussin on it. <laughs> no, but, but that is funny, man. Because I mean, all of our all of our grandmothers used to have the same the same remedies for everything. Oh yeah. But anyways, uh, violet. Remember that stuff for cuts. I'm gonna the red you. stuff that they put on cuts. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Worse than the cut. Well, they don't even have. They, what is it? Back not back. Teen. It was uh, what was that? B benzene or or I can't remember what it was, man. The, the red stuff that your parents used to put on your. your yeah, methylate. Is it methylate? Methylate is what my grandma called it. A mercurochrome. Yeah. That stuff know. was bomb. Yeah, mercurochrome. That was what we used to get. And it hurt like hell. Oh man, like I said, it's like <laughs> I know we're complaining about the cut, man, and that goes on. You're like. Yeah, uh, I just would rather have the cut. <laughs> so there's a chance of that getting infected, though. You could poop on that cut and it wouldn't get infected. No, <laughs> I'm not. Nope. I don't think I do. You that, can wipe an infection on that. I do cut. not medically recommend you poop on a cut, even if it's had methylene. Yes, um, right. I, I'm not a doctor, but I do recommend not doing that. <laughs> no. <laughs> but anyways, uh, real quick before we uh, go in the prayer, um, Hope said uh, try. Let me. Where to go? It was uh brag yeast um for the smell problem so definitely give that one a shot and hopefully i'm on here in a couple of days thanking you up and down for allowing me to taste my food again yeah great day that'll be man 
but anyway, so we'll try that. I yeah. want to try that. Absolutely, that's one thing I love about this. We got so many people that you know. What have, was that again? It was brag yeast. Brag yeast. Brag yeast. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Brag slash yeast. Two different words. Not brag yeast. Yeah. Okay. So uh, definitely give <laughs> give that one a shot. It's one thing I love doing these shows is that there's so many people in here that have tried, some dirt on it. tried different things. They've, they've worked in the medical field and so forth. So we've got a lot of people putting some really great insights in here. Once again, guys, um, none of us are doctors. We're not recommending you do anything. These are personal testimonies and things that people have seen. Um, suggestions, nothing more than that. We're not writing prescriptions or anything like that. So any three other agencies that are listening right now, yeah, we're just friendly people having a conversation. This we're is not, not medical advice. Yeah, exactly. we're just sharing what we know is to be real. Exactly. There you go. No medical advice yeah. here. Um, but but I do have some advice, and that is to uh, build your faith up a little bit stronger every day with the Lord Almighty. So speaking of that, Amen. let's go into a little bit of prayer. So everybody, please bow your heads. Heavenly Father, I want to thank you again for another day. Thank you for continuing to speak to us and fill us with the the wisdom, dear Lord, that we need more than ever right now. Dear Lord, there's a lot of knowledge on this earth, but we have learned more and more throughout our days here on this earth is that knowledge can be an extremely dangerous thing if it's not backed by your heavenly and holy wisdom. So dear Lord, continue to bless us with that wisdom. Give us more discernment every single day, Father, so that we can see to the deception that is coming at us harder and stronger from every direction as we move forward. Father, right now, many of us are feeling that something is on the precipice, something is on the verge, dear Lord. We know that your hand is in this, as your hand is on everything 